This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Sports Illustrated's comment that the 2023 AFC quarterback class could be the best in NFL history. To me, if you're just talking about this season, to put Trevor Lawrence ahead of Aaron Rodgers, that seems a little bit of a stretch to me there. But it it certainly seems like Patrick Mahomes is going to be a Hall of Famer, right? Yes, absolutely. Joe Burrow could wind up as being a Hall of Famer. It's a little bit more of a stretch right now, but it would not shock me if Josh Allen turned out to be a Hall of Famer. Trevor Lawrence... There's a lot to be decided there still. It's only mm-hmm. year, uh, this is going to be year three, so we only got two years to go on, but the projections of him coming out yeah. would not Joe shock Burrow. you if he's a Hall of Famer. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's potentially a lot of Hall of Fame quarterbacks there. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. 98.7 ESPN. We ride until 10 o'clock. We've been talking, as you heard, about the uh, top quarterbacks in the AFC. You have a chance to weigh in. We have a couple open lines for you to do that before we turn our attention to Gordon Damer's favorite subject, uh, oh God. the the uh, young talent that's coming up to the Yankees. But Gordon, mm-hmm. before we get to that, because of the Yankee and Mets situation, I have been searching for some other options to watch. Okay. And I have stumbled upon a a series on Netflix called the night agent. I'm liking this, Gordon. Okay. I'm liking this. This has got a little... Who, who, who is in... Is there anybody recognizable in The Night Agent? No. Not really. Okay. No, not really. But it's, It sounds it's, like a British show. The Night it's Agent. It's not. Okay. It's... It's, um, it's, it, it's, a, it's a thriller, mystery type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all centered around a guy who works for the FBI. And he's in a, a basement room. No windows. And only when there's an emergency does the phone ring. And he's got the overnight shift. And mm-hmm. he's like trying to, tr- he's trying to be a real FBI agent. He's trying to just work his way. And out of nowhere, they put him down there because the um, chief of staff of the, of the president mm-hmm. likes him, thinks he's got some opportunity, sees something in him. And she puts him down there and she says, the phone never rings. You'll be great. And of course, Gordon, Right away. The phone rings. Of course. And it's a woman, it's a young lady whose uncle and, and uh, aunt has apparently are spies, which she didn't know. The house, they, people came so into the house. So is this a drama? Is this a suspense? Is, what yes, was it's this? like a thriller type a thing. A thriller, okay. Yeah, like a thriller right. mystery. And you, Okay, so who who killed the un- aunt and uncle? Mm-hmm. And now there's, supposedly there's uh, involvement in the government mm-hmm. because the government has been compromised and the deputy... Uh, just give me a little bit. And the def- deputy FBI person has been killed because he was involved in some of this cover-up. So it, it's really, it's, it's, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm all right, that's good. It's, it's t- there's so many different oh, shows so on all the different platforms. It's so tough to find. It's, it it, it's, it's like trying to drink water out of a fire hose. There's so much, <laughs> there's too much stuff going on. It is. And I seem to be drawn, though, because that's kind of like only murders in the building. Uh-huh. So I, I'm now, did you like finish I'm, that already? I, I am. Or does that come out week to week? It comes out week to week for okay. season three, but I slowed down mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm slowed down in two. So I'm still in season two mm-hmm. because what I did was I, there was another series on Netflix that I loved. I think it was called The Ambassador. Okay. 
All right. And I was enjoying that. And I, I was enjoying it so much, Gordon, that the season's over. <laughs> there you go. You ran and I've seen it. everything. And you now I got to wait. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, these series, it's next year. It's not next month. So I'm like, I, oh, okay. I got to be down. honest. I am uh, a big fan of winning time. I've watched, yeah, winning time yeah. is interesting. Yeah, is. That, I, I is. know it's not true to exactly true. It's been dramatized. Yes. It's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I think it's uh, – I do look forward to every Sunday night. Oh, winning time's on, and I'm going to check it out. It's funny, but I think – I'll say this, and I don't think I'm going out on a limb. They did a better job casting a Magic Johnson lookalike yes, than no they question. did a Julius Irving lookalike. Yes. <laughs> and look, I'm sure it's tough, but I, I think you would you should be able to find someone to play Julius. If I held a casting call, if I shouted out my window right now, Larry, and, and held a casting call, I think I could find somebody who looked more like Julius Irving. <laughs> At least some characteristics of Julius Irving who was roughly the age of Julius. One of the things I think you would first go for, well, I have to have him be very tall, right? I yes. Think, I don't exactly. know if I can really work around that. But I would like somebody around the age of 30. There's only uh-huh. so much I can do. Yes. And I thought that they cast the actor to play Julius Irving because he was going to be uh, more of a feature later on. He was right. nothing. No. They could have done a, so no. much of a better job. No. It might have been one of the worst casting jobs in the history of casting jobs. Uh, the Larry Bird actor is interesting. Yeah, look, Larry's got a, a unique look. I don't know it's if many tough. people in Hollywood, you would not generally say that Larry is a Hollywood uh, matinee kind of guy back no, in the 70s. No, it's tough. It's tough. There's no doubt about it. It's tough. Um, and and I'll, I'll say this. Great actor. I've seen him in a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. The Pat Riley look. It's, it's, not, it's, exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's not tough. exactly. It's not exactly. It doesn't tough, get it yeah. done. No, not a, I will say this though: the action sequences. A lot of times, you see these sports things, and the action sequences just kind of destroy the believability yes. of it because mm-hmm. it looks so ridiculous. Yeah, I think they do a really good job with they the do. action sequences. They do. It looks it looks legit. And part of it is because they're using the video from the '80s. Uh, part of it, part of it. But you know, I thought that they did. The, I don't know it how tall the actor is that plays Magic Johnson, but he he, he looks like it's. It, it doesn't does. jump out to me as no. being. Really bad. So right, exactly. I enjoy that series. It is. It's a good series. And, um, I, of course, I'm at the uh, – I think we're at the same place where mm-hmm. Magic just said he wants to be traded. I'm like, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. That was like, what? What? And, and I know there's a lot of people, real-life people, that are unhappy with their depiction in the series. Jerry West was one. Oh. I think Kareem was one. Oh. Uh, Paul Westhead. <laughs> Has to be. <laughs> can, cannot, might, cannot be happy with way, way he's being depicted. What was his what was his line from what was his line from the last the last episode, Gordon? I'm like an almond tree. I say nothing. Yeah. yeah I was like, oh, what? Well, what is he talking about? Who, whose whose quote is that? That's uh that's a Paul Westhead original. Oh, oh my god, they did not like Paul Westhead look good. I'll man. tell you this. If he was that bad, it's no wonder he got fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's no wonder he got fired. And the other part of that, talking about winning time, Gordon, Norm Nixon really didn't like magic, huh? Yeah, apparently. Uh, (laughs) See, I was a little bit before my time, so I didn't know Mm -hmm. uh, all the aspects of that. But, uh, yeah, I find it very interesting. Well, see, here's the other thing, Gordon, about it. Because of the era it was, 
even if we were watching basketball, we didn't know. No, nobody, you had no you way of knowing this type of no, stuff. You know, there was then. no Twitter. There was right. no email. There was no, you know, there was no mm-hmm. TMZ. There was nothing. There was nothing. It, it was, you know, it was it was kept close quarters what happened. So it wasn't really out there about, you know, we just thought Magic loved everybody. You know, look at the smile, the smile of Magic and whatnot. And so, you know, plus we wanted everybody to be Boston. We didn't care. <laughs> exactly. As bad as we hated, we may have hated the Lakers. They, they were better than Boston. Yeah, no, but you can't hate Boston. Boston has to be number one on the list. Oh, there's no question about it. There's no question about it. So I am. So the Mets and Yankees have forced me going to do some perusing and looking mm-hmm. at some other things. And uh, you know, I, I've seen a couple of things that have, that have you know piqued my interest. I but got some right, things. I got so some things, things on the list for this weekend. Uh, I told. I think I told you about BS High. On HBO yes. about the yes. Bishop Sycamore High School. Yes. That is yes. a fascinating. I gotta find out there. when that's on. I gotta yeah. find out because I want to check on that. Yeah, I saw the high, I saw the preview for that. It, and I'm like, it's really good wow. the way they do it. So, um, and it was one of those stories that we remember it. It didn't happen that long ago, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I don't I don't remember diving into it any more than oh, this was a made up high school. But this gives you all the details of it, and it is um, it is endlessly fascinating. I enjoyed All American that was on Netflix. I heard uh, good things about that. I never watched yeah. it. I enjoyed all of America. I did all five seasons. I did five seasons of that um, over a couple of months. So I heard about good. this 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 documentary. I got to find out where it is, but it's called One More Mile. It's about this race that people take part in, and the deal is, you have to run a mile in twenty minutes. Wow! Hmm. But after those twenty minutes, if you don't run the mile in twenty minutes, you're out. And it wow. just continues on the race until there's only one person left. Wow. So if, if you want to eat, right, like say the, it could go on for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. If you want to eat, you have to run that mile in 15 minutes and then shove some food down. Your th- oh, you have to go to the bathroom. You, you got to run the mile faster than that. And it's all in the mountains and everything. And, it, and it's not like for a trophy or anything like that. I think if you win, you get like a quilt. Mm. But oh, quilt. Yeah, wow. I, it's a, I've heard some good things about it. So I'll, I'll check it out and I'll report back. All right, that sounds good. Because, you know, what we're trying to do is we understand how tough it is to watch the local baseball teams. Whoo! We get it. And football is only once a week. Yes. <laughs> and you still got six weeks before the baseball season ends. And we're out of so, hard knocks now. And, we, yeah, you know. So, you know, we're, we're trying to help you out with some other things. Uh, as by the way, Gordon, Catherine in Somers, uh-huh. she has a short okay, recommendation yeah, for yeah, us. So let's us. see what Catherine sure. has uh, up her sleeve for us. Hi, Hi Catherine. Hey, Catherine. Hi. You know, it's so crazy, and I'm sorry, but I never listen because at this time of night, I'm usually just not in my car, and that's usually How when I How dare listen. you, Catherine? How dare I know. you? Can I just tell you? I know. I'm sorry. That's Hi, okay. guys. <laughs> anyway, um, do you guys know um, – wait, hold on one second. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to get you on my phone. Okay. Um, you sound just like Ed Burns, the actor. I've I've heard that before. Are you talking to me, Catherine uh, Gordon? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that I do sound like Ed Burns. We're both from Long you Island, did, so right? maybe that's a I part of it. Wait a minute, Ed yeah. Burns is doing sports radio. This yeah, is no, Ed weird. Burns is not doing many shows anymore. But uh, I don't think that he's fallen. He's not fallen down this far so far. I don't think. Right. I don't think so. <laughs> well, anyway, I wanted to make a suggestion because I know that you're talking about shows, and I think you would really like because I watched the one that you were the night agent. Yes. I watched it. It was really good. Um, but you should watch, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, did I just forget Catherine's it? choking oh. 
Who is Aaron Carter? It's called, and it's okay. on Netflix. And I yes, binged I it last night. It was so good. Was it good? Okay, it, I'll check that out. Yeah. Thank you, it Catherine. Really and good. now, Catherine, I hope you'll listen and give us some more recommendations. Right. That's a good job. Tomorrow night we'll talk about it. Oh, that show was terrible. That <laughs> Catherine called up. <laughs> Hated that show. No, I don't I have no idea. Ed Burns, huh? Right. I, I've heard that I sound. I'm a. I'm a sound alike for Ed Burns. Wow. Look at you. The more you know, is that what that was? That's it. That's Har- it. Har- Har- Harvey's doing his own show again. <laughs> He's just doing things <laughs> not connected to us necessarily. Well, he's he's trying to make a connection for you. Trying oh, to make you. a connection. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Hardesty and Damer and Pagrasa on ninety eight seven ESPN. So, Gordon, I'm I'm. Help me out here. Okay. Let me get to the cause in a I second. I can. Yeah, I'm sure you can. Because you bring everybody together. I do. I try. I try to. So, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out, how do the Yankees put Harrison Bader on waivers? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then play him two nights in a row. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand. Well, you, they're using it up before he's gone. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. No, nobody's nobody's, nobody's going to take him. Nope. I mean, they're talking about, well, they're talking about he's, I saw a report on, on watching the ES pregame. Well, you know, he was saying goodbye to people. Why? He's not going anywhere. Nobody that, wants that's him. That's so awkward. You ever, you ever at a party <laughs> yes. and you start saying goodbye to people and you've been saying goodbye so long that you bump it? I thought you were leaving. Oh, yeah, no, I'm still, I'm still here. Still you didn't leave yet? <laughs> you didn't leave. No, he's still there. <laughs> still there. I mean, you know, it's like... And listen, same thing with at least Carrasco wasn't on the mound. Like they're like, listen, hopefully somebody will take him off our hands before his next start <laughs> because we got to get this guy out of here because it, he's done. It's just another sign of the organ. Like what's what's going on here? What, what are we it. doing? I don't understand. I'm on the air last night. We're talking about, boy, you know, it just shows you how bad the trade is with Cashman. And look at this. All that Minnesota trade is the worst. Look at this. He's a, Donaldson's at the airport with Gordon trying to get a one-way ticket. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and now they're putting Bader on, on waivers. And, you know, IKF, is, as, uh, you know, a caller pointed out last night, IKF was, you know, turned out to be a really good <laughs> a really good utility guy. But that's not what he was brought in here to do. And Rordford is probably, you know, Gordon's favorite catcher of all oh, time my, as a Yankee he fan. He's terrible. <laughs> so, I've seen plenty of bad catchers with the Yankees dating back. He is he's terrible. And, and so – and then Bader, and I'm looking, and they, I'm watching the game, Gord, and then Bader makes a catch. I'm like, hey, Harvey, <laughs> didn't they put him on waivers? Why would you play him if you put him on waivers? We already know how bad he is. What do you want, what do you want him to get hurt so, you, so you're stuck with him? <laughs> well, the waivers thing it makes me feel better because I was worried when they got through this season that they would re-sign him to a long-term contract. Yes, I know. Uh, I and know even I know people have been saying for a while, well, he's played so poorly that they weren't going to re-sign him. Uh, let's, don't be so confident there, my friend. You never know what Cashman – the moves that this man has made over the last two years, it's almost like he's a mole that's trying to destroy the organization from it's the true. inside. So yeah. I'm starting to wonder if he's actually on Steve Cohen's payroll and we just don't know it. Like wow. he's trying to he's trying to hand the city over to the Mets. Unfortunately, the Mets can't get out of their own way to take it. But I mean, the moves that, that Cashman has made over the last two years, they are horrendous. And that Bader one, 
Uh, it's it's on the pile now. The it pile is, is right it, yeah. The pile is high. We have and and we have more significant ones on the pile. Yeah, Donaldson, yeah. Frankie Montas. Those oh. those are two that, that come to mind. Joey Gallo is oh. another one that comes to mind. I, I, oh. I mean, the the moves that have been made have oh. been horrendously bad. But the Montas and the Bather stand out to me, off to the side. I mean, the Donaldson is the worst. Yes, that, that's number one. Mm-hmm. But the Bader and the Montas stand out to me because these guys were hurt when you got them. How would you trade for somebody that's not even ready? Bader, they bought it, got him into trade deadline. He couldn't play till September. How is that possible? Well, it, it's it's that, especially the last two. I don't know the Don, the Donaldson one. I, I don't that's, know that's what they were thinking. That, that one, one, I don't know what they were thinking. It's but the other one. two, they thought that they were smarter than the room. Right, we don't. We don't need to go and get Luis Castillo, Larry. We're not going to give up our prize prospects for him. We're going to give up less. And Frankie Montas, he'll be just as good. He'll yeah, be sure. just as good, or at yeah. least similar. He may not be as good, but he he'll be close. Mm-hmm. Not close. Spoiler alert: He has not been close. <laughs> And the Bader, well, we don't need Montgomery because he's a he's a fifth starter. We won't use him in the playoffs. I don't know. Kind of come in handy right about now. Sure would. Sure would. Although he seemed to be different in St. Louis than he was here. Well, I mean, it, that, and that's a, a that's also kind of an indictment on on the Yankees, isn't it? That, yeah. that other organizations took what you didn't want and got mm-hmm. more out of it than you did. Yeah, it's not good. But there's always somebody that thinks they can fix somebody. We, we understand sure, that. There's always that. somebody. Yeah. There always is. But uh, not like that. I mean, it's, it's a world of difference. It's a world of difference. Tommy's in Connecticut. What's up, Tommy? Gentlemen, good evening. Hey, Tommy. So before I talk Yankees, uh, I love that you guys bring it up, the hard knock stuff. How funny was Aaron Rodgers coming up with the word uncomebackwithable? Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I really hope Merriam-Webster adds that next year. You never know. You never know. But uh, just wanted to bring up, I mean, I, I'm going to watch the games because I love the team and, and it's fun to see them win. But the only there's only two reasons to really watch at this point. That's the kids and that's to see if Cole can uh, lock in the scion. That's That's about it at this point. Yeah, I would agree, and I will be interested. Thanks, Tommy. And thanks for the call, Tommy. I'll be interested to see Dominguez. I'll, sure. And, and look, I I have watched worse Yankee teams than this Yankee team. I'm old mm-hmm. enough to remember some really. I, I remember a time. It's a different time now, uh, and and the sport is completely different because of the number of, of playoff teams. But I remember times where I didn't think the Yankees were ever going to make the playoffs again. Yeah. Just the playoffs. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll continue to watch them because that's what you do when, when you're a fan. Now, I'll be honest with like I, I mentioned to you the other day, I sat down on the couch. Was it Sunday they were on Amazon or Peacock or something? I mm-hmm. sat down. I put on yes. They weren't there. I said, all right, I'm not, I'm not dealing with it. Yeah. If, it, if it's going to be difficult for me to watch the games, I'll, I'll find something else to do. Mm-hmm. But it's on right now. I'll, I'll sit there and watch it, and I will be interested to see what Dominguez and Austin Wells – bring to the table if yes. anything yes yes sunday was a prime vehicle i found that out later yes. the Mets i do have peacock. prime but i just it, it, i didn't feel like it was i don't feel like it was a prime matchup <laughs> i feel like i could it was it was somewhat less than prime it, it was, was it was not bottom prime. of the barrel it was the end yeah, it was it the end cut if you will it was not prime 
As a matter of fact, uh, last night I was uh, perusing because I have MLB TV. As I was perusing, every once in a while, Gordon, I, I remind myself just how lucky I am to live in New York to listen to some of the broadcasters around the country. The Detroit Yankee game was so boring to the Detroit uh, crew. <laughs> Analysis, yeah. They brought in, uh, I think his name is Michael. I forgot his first name. Redman, who was the Detroit Red Wings analyst. And he was on you the do broadcast it. for like three innings. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're tired of this nonsense. You do it. <laughs> Let's talk some hockey, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Well, it is. It is hockey town. So well, listen, not 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 li- not lately. No, <laughs> it's not been title town lately. <laughs> no. I, I mean, it really you know, bringing up Wells and Dominguez at this point. Yes. This this you know we're always talking about. Well, if George were alive, or if George were alive. This feels like a very George kind of move in that, hey, let's distract you mm-hmm. from the disaster that the season is. Yes. And let's bring up a couple of prospects just to, hey, look, don't pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> pay attention to the shiny objects in front. Oh, it's the, it's the Martian. Here he yeah. comes. Here comes the Martian. So mm-hmm. hopefully they're not hurting the development of Jason Dominguez by doing this and putting him in major league games. I know he was, he was tearing up. uh, He he was on a hot streak recently and there had been talk before this season that it was possible he would come up. I don't think that anybody could have foreseen these type of circumstances. Absolutely. But it does kind of feel like a panic move by the Yankee organization trying to draw some eyeballs because lately they've been drawn flies in terms of uh, any interest in actually the team. I don't know what the ratings have been. I have to assume the ratings have been bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but Gordon, that's the best thing to do. The players you guard aren't playing that great. Let's see what these kids can do. You need to see what you have. How about that? Let's see how these kids will make a, will fare against major league pitching. Let's take a look. And now the only thing is you just have to be careful, right, because it's the end of the year. So they're not going to be as good or as bad as they're going to show that they are over these next four, five, six weeks. All right? It's the end of the year. So you're going to face a lot of teams that are out of it. So, you know, much like you. So you just have to be careful, but you want to see what you want to get their feet wet. You want them to experience what it's like, and then they go back to the minors and make the adjustments, and hopefully you can see exactly what you have. But as you you say all the time, you have to be honest when you self-scout your own players because if you're not honest, you can do yourself immense damage, immense damage. Yeah, and Estevan Floreal's got to be standing around saying, oh. what, the, what, what is this? Yeah. What, am, what am I still doing here? Do, does anybody know I'm here? He might be like the night agent, Larry. He's sitting he in the be. room right now waiting for the yeah. phone to ring, Yeah. and it doesn't ring. doesn't ring. Can you imagine going by the manager's office, the manager said, walks by and goes, nope, not today. Shaking his head, nope. No phone call for you, nope. Have, have heard nothing, nothing. It's got to be demoralizing for him. It, it, I, it, I almost feel like he has to, like, after the season's over, just demand to trade someplace else because it's clear yeah. the organization – has there ever been a greater need for just someone who can play the outfield? IKF has, has had too many games in the outfield for this I, Yankee team. I, this I have not checked it lately, but I'm pretty sure he has played the most games in the outfield of any Yankee this year. It's got to be. It's got to be. I know he's played more than Stanton. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> 
This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I'll take my brother hat off sure. again. If I'm going to look at just Aaron Boone, not my brother, the manager. I think he's done a great job. Who knows what's going to happen? If he were to get fired, I think there'd be teams lining up for his services. That being said, as an outsider looking at this, if you're an honest, good baseball man that can honestly evaluate and you put this season on Aaron Boone, you're a guy that really can't have a conversation with me because you don't know what you're talking about. That's my honest opinion of Aaron Boone, the manager, brother aside. But then again, once it's out of my control. It's out of his control. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. At this point, as a baseball analyst, and I'll say that, I don't think he's going anywhere in the near future. It's probably right. <laughs> Hard to stand, Damer. Infograsso on 9870 ESPN. That's Brett Boone, brother of Yankee manager Aaron Boone on Sports Talk Chicago. How about this, Gordon? Joe Leo calls you in the morning and says, Gordon, can't get Larry. But we have a chance to get Brett Boone. What do you think? Uh, and you of get course. him. You get him right away. This is perfect. So, listen. Because you're thinking, well, he played for Seattle. He didn't play in Chicago. Why would Chicago folks talk about it? Well, because, you know, his 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 brother's on the front line right now taking a lot of hits. And some of them are justified, Gordon, and some of them, you know, are not really his fault. You look for me, you look at the issues that they have base running, that's on the management. You look at the issues they have as far as, you know, fielding and stuff like that and, and, and blunders and mental, you know, things that you have, that's on the manager. Talent, looking down the bench, who he decides to play, that's not on him. He's, he's, he's playing what he got. Well, I, I would disagree with Brett. And, and look, you understand it. He's defending his brother. Of course he is. So I, I would expect to, you always take family over, uh, over anything else. I yes. completely get that. Never take sides against the family. No. But I, it's kind of hard to disagree with him when he brings up the point of the failures of this team ain't on the manager primarily. It's a mm-hmm. bad team. And he's doing the best he can with a bad team. Now, I don't think he's doing a good job, but I don't know that anybody really could do a good job with this team. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been talking about it all year. It's it's not a very – if you're looking for the primary reason why this team is is four or five games under 500, is not going to make the playoffs and likely will finish the season under 500, there is one person responsible. Yes. It's Brian Cashman. If for no other reason, if you're saying, no, it's more on the manager, well, who brought the manager here? Brian Cash. Yeah, who got rid of the other manager? Brian Cash. Who so, made the trade for Josh Donaldson? Brian Cash. It's amazing to me that the guy who has is pulling the strings in terms of everything. That they're not even thinking. He's not. His name's not even on the table, Larry. Nope. It's not even. A, it's not even a mention. <laughs> because <laughs> when you go you through, know. all right, let's let's go through how things went wrong this year, right? Yes. Let's, let's yes. go through all the different cat and, and you tick them off, right? How's yes. ticking them off uh, his fingers and his toes because he'll, he'll need to take off his shoes and his socks to, to count them all. Yeah. Every single one of them is overseen by the general manager. Mm-hmm. They're overseen by Brian Cashman. So if it's development, if it's the current roster, if it's the trades that are made, if it's the signings that are made, the manager himself. It's all based on one guy. It's one guy. It's one guy. That's it. That's it. You're right. There's no question about it. So, Brett, uh, what did your brother deal with? What do you think he's dealing with right now? 
Being that pressure cooker on a daily basis, yeah, it probably gets old. Out. Listening to people yelling nonsense that that really don't know the game, asking you a dumb question. <laughs> I've had a little. I've had it happen to me a lot. It happens. But that's what you signed up for, buddy. <laughs> and when your team isn't playing good, you're in New York. You're going to hear about it. And if you're willing to stand up and take it, and I think Aaron is, you're going to weather the storm. You're a great baseball man. You're passionate. You're as well prepared as anybody can be. And sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. What are those conversations yeah. like, Gordon? I, Him and his know, brother. Th this idea that the Yankees are so much smarter. They're mm -hmm. so much smarter than everybody. Oh, you know, answering these questions from all these idiots that don't know anything. Well, I'm probably one of those idiots, Larry, who doesn't know anything. But I know mm -hmm. that his brother took over a team that got to within a game of the World Series, mm -hmm. was loaded with young talent, and, and, and seemed like the sky was the limit, and they have not really been remotely close to a World Series since then. Nope. That was the closest they ever got before he showed up. That's right. And it's been, they've been backpedaling ever since. And, and like, I don't want to make it out like Brian, uh, that, that Boone is this terrible man, but it's almost like you don't even know what kind of manager he is. No, you don't. Because it feels like a lot of the things you give him a pass on because it feels like all of it's coming down from, from the organization. Mm -hmm. And You're he's right. just really a puppet. I think that's yeah. the best thing you can say is that it's not his fault. He's a puppet. Yeah. That's not, that's not a compliment. Nope. That's an indictment on how things are run in the organization. That's an indictment. Richardson, Manhattan. Hi, Richard. You know, Larry, I think uh, uh, Gordon, I think Bill Belichick is the most overrated coach in the history of sports. He only won because of Brady. That's it. He's a great defensive coach. Uh, you know, he can defense anybody. But you had a coach on the field, Brady. And to show you how stupid Belichick, he let his ego get in the way, and he trades him, lets him go, and the guy goes to another team and wins a, a Super Bowl. So this guy had at least one more Super Bowl left in him in New England. Who knows if he would have won more? But that's where his ego was so involved that he couldn't even see that he should keep this guy. So, no, he's not a great coach. He's a very great a defensive coordinator, and he's, you know, but I'll give him props. But, no, not, Brady was the whole thing. He was 80%. Uh, one other thing, Salah. There was that game against the Lions last year where he had no clue when to call mm -hmm. timeout at the end of the game. You remember that, fellas, yep. when he let mm -hmm. the – okay. He's, he's not a smart guy. He's a great guy, rah-rah kind of guy. That's good. We need a guy. He's a, probably a great defensive kind of guy. So what's this big deal about Aaron Rodgers being the coach on the field? I mean, the guy went to Cal Berkeley. He's an all-time great quarterback. Who else would you want to be your coach on the field? This guy. There's no question. And if a good thing that Sal is not letting his ego get in the way, and he's saying, yo, you drive the ship on offense, and that's the way it should be. So, because you guys know coaching in football is so important. And if these guys, if all the players have the respect of Rodgers on the field, which I'm sure they do, how can we go wrong? So it's just a matter of how well Rogers plays. Because this guy's going to be seeing things. I mean, with all due respect to Salah, Salah's a defensive coach. How can he know as much offenses as Rogers? And I don't know what college Salah went to, but this well, guy, Rogers, if he was smart, he was smart this, enough Richard, to. And, and thanks for the phone call. Um, he has to know some offense because he, he's got to figure out a defense to go against the offense. So he's got to know some offense. That's number one. Number two. I hear what you're saying about Brady and his role with New England, and there's no question he had a major role. 
Bill Belichick is an unbelievable coach. Yeah, I mean, he's let, an let's... unbelievable coach. He's not a good GM, but he's an unbelievable coach. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Absolutely, Richard, he's, he's a Hall he's of gonna Fame. He's going to likely coach. wind up with the most coaching wins of all time. Now he also is going to uh, end up with the most coaching losses of all time, which yeah, is yeah, and the most cheating scandals. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, look, I, I'm not one of these people that believes that you have to put it all. The, the reason they won was because of this guy. The reason they, the reason they won was because both of them. Mm -hmm. they, they, they had a great coach and they had a great quarter. You, you could make the same case that if Brady wound up somewhere else as a sixth round pick out of Michigan, that maybe he doesn't become Tom Brady. Who knows? That's right. It's true. It's true. And the other part, um, listen, there are a lot of coaches. Mike McCarthy comes to mind right away, Gordon. Uh, who have trouble managing time. That's why they have it guys does. on the sideline to help them out. Mm -hmm. You know, so, yes, Salah had an issue with that. There's other things that he has weaknesses for. But as a coach, when you find out that there's something that you don't do, you, ha you hand that off to somebody else. And, you know, you, you, you know, you hand it off and they give it. They're that person that handles that. So there will be a person, I guarantee you, there is a person that reminds him about time in his ear all the time. Because that's what you do as a coach. You make adjustments. Yeah, there's a lot of coaches that have problems. Oh, with it's unbelievable. There's, there's no perfect coach. There's some pretty close, but there's no perfect coach. No perfect coach. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, I'm very uneasy. I'm very uneasy. I'll get to the calls in a second. I'm very uneasy. Joe Leo, Harvey Cruz been trying to talk me down during the break. Mm -hmm. About? The Mets are on, and yeah. there's there's pictures of Edwin Diaz in his, you know, as part of his rehab, recovering, and then optimistic he can return this year. I don't want to see Edwin Diaz this year. That, Why do I want that, to see Edwin Diaz a, in a major league is, game this year? Is that a pressing concern? Why do I want to see? I don't want to see him. Why would you rush him? I don't want to. I, don't, I know I don't, it's probably it'll tell you. Oh, we're not rushing it. This is just the normal. Well, yeah. Why, why, why not give it a little extra? I don't want to see him. Give it. An I extra couldn't see second. him when I was in the, in the. I couldn't see him when we needed him. I don't need him now. I don't want to see him now. You want to show me something? Bring up some of these kids that have good arms in in, in the minor leagues. Let's see if you can find a bridge to get to him next season. Now, do they, do they have Timmy T Trumpet on, like, retainer? So oh. he's getting paid regardless, and they want to be able to use that because they want to be able to hit the music? They can hit the music all they want. Look, Harvey can't care. even find the music. That. It's been so long since we played the Timmy <laughs> Trumpet. He's going, he's, he's <laughs> rifling through pages right now on that computer. No, he's not even looking. Timmy Trumpet's been, Timmy, Timmy Trumpet's been remo removed from the page. When Diaz comes back, the Trumpets come back. That's it. And I don't want to see this. I don't want to see him this year. There's nothing for me to prove. Come on. Those nine people at City Field in a couple of weeks, Larry, they're going to want to hear the Timmy Trumpet music. Then, then send them the CD. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to hear. I don't need to see him. Yeah. Oh. Come on. It's like pro wrestling. That's so-and-so's music. <laughs> yeah. Walk-up music. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. I just can't believe they're talking about Optimistic, he will return. Stop. Somebody's getting a new trumpet. Yeah. Yeah, give me a break. Dave's in the car. What's up, Dave? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I have a question, but I just want to throw a quick, uh, quick line out there. That caller who called in about Belichick 
and also mentioned Salah. Um, it's almost like saying Don Shula never got a Super Bowl victory out of Dan Marino, so Don Shula's overrated. The level of consistency that a Belichick has provided in the NFL um, stands alone. And honestly, over time, it wouldn't surprise me if some of the personal things going on in that locker room ultimately tied to perhaps a little bit of Brady's ego might have separated those two. But Belichick's an all-time great and I think the jury's going to be out a little bit on Salah uh, because Rodgers is in there. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, let's let's hope that they're not overplaying their hand and, and making Rodgers almost like the reason that the Jets are a complete success is because of his kind of ability to coach as well as be a quarterback. He, he's failed a lot in the playoffs. So um, I just wanted to kind of get that out there. I just have a question for you, too. Um, I grew up behind Yankee Stadium. I'm just really curious. I'm looking at I'm looking at the Yankees right now, and to be honest with you, the name we don't hear enough about is George Steinbrenner's son. Um, it's like we don't need a, we don't need like um, a quote unquote uh, a Messiah here. I know this isn't the best example. We don't need an apostle here. He's the god of the organization. He owns the organization. I think he's been much too quiet and not vocal enough, and he he right now I think is the person on the hot seat because he's the one who just extended Cashman, who's been doing the same thing for years and the league's passed him by. Uh, let me know what you think about that. I appreciate you letting me uh, run on a little bit. Thanks. All right, Dave. Thanks for the phone call. All right, Gordon. And here's the other thing that we were talking about last night while you were partying with Billy Joel. The Andy Martino comment on SNY.TV that how would have to overrule Brian to fire Aaron Boone? What do you mean he has to overrule him? He doesn't have to overrule him. He just to say, I'm, I don't want him back. He's the he's owner. He's the owner. What do you mean he's got to overrule Cashman? He doesn't have to overrule Cashman. I don't want him back. Find me, find me somebody else. What is what? Well, here, here's the thing, uh, and I'm not um, – I appreciate what George did when he was here and, and the winning that the Yankees did, but it wasn't always sunshine and rainbows. This is true. And there were a lot of years where George was the problem more than he was the solution. It wasn't like George solved all the – no, George created a lot of the problems that the Yankees had in the late 80s and early 90s before they got things turned around after his suspension and that. Uh, so his approach – was not always right. He was too aggressive. Now, sometimes the aggressiveness, that's what you wanted, right? When they, when they lose the series in 76 and he goes out and he spent, that's what you want. That's what you're looking for. Uh, and when they got things turned around, George at the helm back there, and they're adding pieces and, and big pieces like uh, Tim Raines or um, mm -hmm. uh, Strawberry, that's what you're looking Builder. for. Mm -hmm. But he, was not, he did not always have the right approach, but it's almost like how is like shell-shocked from growing up with George as the owner, and he's now gone the, the complete opposite side of things yeah. where he can't even make a decision. This is yeah. like, this is like uh, what's that show, Secession? It's, this yeah. is like Secession. He, he, he grew up with Logan Roy, and now he's, uh, he's like Kendall. He's like, he doesn't know what the hell to do. So I don't need to hear from Hal because mm -hmm. what I hear, I don't want to hear from anybody. I don't trust what they say to me anymore, Larry. Wow. I can't I trust you. what they say to me. Yeah. I want action. Actions will tell you. And the 
Here's the only caveat that I will give them. If they bring back Boone and -hmm. obviously bring back Cashman, Mm. then it has to be tied together for next season. If this one goes, that get every if this is going to be like this next year, everybody's out. Mm-hmm. That's the only there is absolutely no reason why this is not focused solely on Brian Cashman. It's it's mind-boggling that this is where the state of the Yankee organization is. If this is if these reports are true. You know, it is it, it's really funny. Um and we were talking about things going on in the organization. We were talking about Harrison Bader earlier. Gordon, did you <laughs> listen how uh, Harrison Bader found out he was waived? Check, check this out. Yeah. I was in the uh, lunchroom. I saw it on uh, ESPN. I guess, you know, I guess it popped up somehow over there. So that's how I found out. The ESPN crawl. A lot of good information on that crawl, Gordon. Yeah. A lot you, of good you can't imagine what you'll find out there. Imagine <laughs> you're sitting there and you see your name. You're like, well, what was that? What? Then you gotta. Then you only you only, you notice it the first time, and then you gotta wait for the the crawl to go. You're not gonna read the whole thing the first time. No, you don't have to wait. Social media, I'm sure, popped up for you I, too. I'm, I'm guessing, but he's telling me he heard it from the crawl. So yeah, you know, so, sometimes right you'll that. see something on the crawl, and you can't. It doesn't compute yeah, right true. away. You're right. Then you gotta wait for it to cycle through. You're right. So so Harrison, what a disaster. After seeing this on the ESPN crawl, what, what was your reaction? Uh, like what does waivers mean? You know, listen, in all seriousness, regardless of what happened or may happen, you know, just getting the opportunity to, uh, you know, play in this uniform, and I still hopefully do get the opportunity to play in this uniform. Just everything that's happened has just been an absolute blessing and an absolute gift. And like we all know here, you know, I'm a New York City kid, and I never in a million years thought I'd play in the big leagues, let alone for uh, for New York Yankees. So just the opportunity uh, has just been incredible, and I've loved every second of it. So whatever happens, happens. I understand it's a business. We learn it. I'm a long way away from being a, a pup coming up in the Cardinals organization. But listen, uh, it's all about the ball, and uh, I just love playing ball, you know, over here. It's, it's been a blast so far, so I guess we'll find out what happens. Yeah, we'll find out. You'll be right here till the end of the season. Well, I, I mean, look, he, he's handled it in the right way. As well as you can. Right. I mean, he's handled it. It really does speak negatively to the Yankee organization that nobody reached out to him to let him know what's going on with his, his future. And he's been a disappointment. There's no way to, to, yeah. to sugarcoat that. Yep. Um, you thought after last year in the postseason, he didn't get much of him in the regular season last year, but then in the postseason he did have some big home runs. Uh, but it is not fired this year, and um, that's just another hole. Yeah. If you're telling me he's not back in center field next year, is, is Dominguez going to be the center fielder to start the year? I, I don't think so. IKF. Oh, my God. You know, Larry, you, you, you make it out like you're a nice guy, but you know what? Sometimes I'm just you just you just you just gotta stick it in the side there I'm and twist saying. it a little he, bit. Ugh. Who's play who's played more outfield than I can? No, nobody. Nobody. <laughs> they might transfer him into uh being a starter next year. You never know. You might, yeah, need, might yeah. need more of those. No, he'll be packaged in a trade. They 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 they're not gonna do the same thing, Gordon. They they understand that. They're not gonna do that. They're gonna look at the numbers, the down ratings on yes. They're not uh, they're not gonna be a good team next year. But the, they won't be this bad. I, I don't know. They can't be this bad. Uh, Larry, again. if if Brian Ca- unless Brian Cashman goes to some type of soothsayer and, and and reverses this hex that has been over him in terms of trades here these last two years, it's it has the potential to get worse from from the guy who brought you Carlos Rodon and and Frankie yeah. Montas and Donaldson and, and Gallo and yeah. and all these moves. And and yeah. here's the thing. 
if it, it doesn't seem like it is, but if it is the type of thing where next year he's got to win or else, now you have a panicked Brian Cashman. Mm. A pre- pressure on Brian Cashman. Ooh, well, he's got – well, listen, he's got to do better than he did this year or else. That, he, you would think, but it doesn't seem like to. that's the case. We're about to finish in last place for the first time in 30 years, and nobody's leaving. The hitting coach, Dylan Lawson, he's the guy. That's the one change. <laughs> Everything else is swell. We'll get Gordon a little calm down, and we'll come back next on 98.7 ESPN. What am, what am I still doing here? 